Hey everyone, just before we start, I wanted to let you know that there might be some sound issues in today's podcast. It's not really anyone's fault, it was just kind of a glitch. Uh, It should be listenable, and it's very good content, so definitely do listen to it. Uh, But if you're noticing any sort of glitches or kind of static, that's on our end, not yours, so don't worry about it. Uh, Just, you know, part of the game. Uh, It's definitely good stuff, though. Ed was a wonderful guest, and uh, you should definitely listen to it. And uh, beyond that, definitely check out the Patreon, patreon.com backslash Hagelbon. This will be the week where we reintroduce our solo podcasts, and you won't want to miss that. And there's also an Indiegogo that's helping me get to Evo to write about uh, basically playing video games uh, professionally. I'm going to try and play them myself, but mostly I'm going to be writing on the ground doing a sort of uh, gonzo or material or impact journalism, however you want to call it. I'll be there competing in Evo, but mostly kind of getting a feel for it and writing a lot about the training process and the competition process. So to see more about that, check out indiegogo.com backslash projects backslash no dash cartridge dash evo dash shock dash journalism dash video games or just google indiegogo no cartridge and you'll find it just fine thanks everyone and enjoy the show Welcome to No Cartridge Audio. My name's Trevor Strunk, Hagelbon on Twitter, and I'm very happy to have with us longtime supporter and a friend of the podcast, uh, Ed Zitron. You know him from Twitter as at Ed Zitron. Ed, welcome to the cast. Hi, everyone. You'll also know me from my only episode of Impractical Jokers where I was kicked off for suggesting, and I don't know what the problem was, another 9-11 is apparently not funny <laughs> as a prank. You know, it's it's it's... It's one of those things that I think a lot of people just aren't ready for. Um, yeah, the guys I keep suge- they got yeah. the plane and everything. <laughs> it's just it's 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 like it's one of those great jokes that you would just actually have to see through. It's very Kaufman. Have to be there. Yeah, oh, exactly. God, this is a great uh, beginning. <laughs> where yeah. We're advocating great, for another great way to kick off. That's right. Just, we, that's a sequel we don't need. <laughs> but we're yeah, the, the person we have oh fuck oh boy uh, well we're not here to talk about sequels or 9-11 weirdly enough uh, Ed you actually had a couple oh. of ideas and, and you were saying they were two sort of separate ideas but I think they line up fairly nicely um, and you wanted to talk about two things today um, on the podcast and what, what were those things well gacha games so those games where you, it's the Japanese for stealing children's money and what it is, is these games where you basically are, you're hero collecting. And the reason I want to bring it up is I play Final Fantasy Brevexvius, or as I call it, Microtransaction Quest. But I also <laughs> have been playing Fortnite, which terrifies me. The idea of Fortnite terrifies me. The gameplay bores me, but the idea terrifies me. Because, you know what, I've always thought these gacha games would just kind of stay... Stay in their lane. Just stay on the phone where you can just accidentally steal $150 from a child and then the parent has to do a fraud claim. But now we have this game that you have to pay 60 bucks to play the the early release, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then you, can, you pretty much get to a point where you have to pay money. But it's not even in a smart way. And just, I'm just going to... I have to talk about this fucking game because no one else. Yeah, that's okay. No one else lets me on their podcast anymore after I make <laughs> the same joke every time. But it's the situation where it's this third-person perspective game. You can do some building in it. It's fun. It's rough around the edges. You know, it's a pre-release game, which they've done absolutely. It doesn't seem like they're giving you anything extra for your money, like the thank you for being in the game early. In fact, yeah, that's odd. I feel, I feel like kind of a dipshit having paid. But nevertheless, it's also in this situation where you have to buy more guns. So the gacha games, you go in, you have your things that you get from playing normally, and then you have the one the further you go into them, the more you find 
these games require you to pay money. And, I mean, the early parts of Fortnite haven't felt like that. The real problem with the game is it's incredibly fucking dull. It's just, I don't right. know how you make a game like this so dull, but they've done it. Gosh darn it. And it's it's, it's one of these single multiplayer games. Like it's, you just you have to play with someone else. There's no endearing reason to play with anyone else. There's nothing so far, and I'm a few hours into it, so maybe... And there's all sorts of insufferable assholes. I used to review games, so I know exactly what you're going to say. It's like, well, you need to put another 150 hours into it. I used to review fucking MMOs. <laughs> And I used to sit there and put 50 hours of my worthless 19-year-old existence into them. And let me tell you something. You could tell in the first hour, you could tell in the first, the second, the third, the 15th, the 20th, the kill me, the kill me, the kill me, how bad the mechanics were because it's the mechanics that make the game. And Fortnite is this weird Borderlands gacha building game. It's kind of Minecrafty. And at first I was super into it. I was like, this is great. And you can kind of like earn things that can so you can actually put money in the slot machine and pull the thing and you get a gun and it's cool and fun but then it's just it's so samey and the polygon yes i read about this kind of echoed this but also didn't tell people just not to buy it right now it should just have that as the headline it's not even (laughs) that it's a rough game it's just dull i don't know and also please do not say to me We'll get some friends and that'll be fun. You know what? There are lots of things that are fun when you have friends. Like drinking and sex. And I don't do anything other than drink. And I'll tell you, drinking on my own is just fine. But the truth is, in gaming saying, oh, this game that you paid money for that you could ostensibly play on your own requires another person to make it not just fun, just playable. Not because of difficulty, just because of the sheer fucking boredom of the whole thing. The repetitiveness of it. Well, that's a bad design, especially when you're selling an $150 Founders Edition, where you can right. give copies to your friends. That's a bad sign to begin with. That's a, that means they've already devaluing the cost of the game, and they're hoping to make money. And it's Epic as well, who should know better. But then again, didn't Epic make Brutal Legend as well? So yes, they did. They've already done yeah. war crimes, so we're already in a bad situation. But I just, I'm now worried though because I bet it does well. I bet it does well despite mm-hmm. it being basically Left for Dead but even worse, Borderlands but even more boring, and actually I quite liked Borderlands one and two, the third one with the moon shit. That fuck it, but it's this really worrying situation where. The next Call of Duty or something is going to be like this. There's going to be a Call of Duty Hmm. teenager defraud simulator, and it's going to do well. And then there's going to be a there's going to be a major MMO, or maybe when World of Warcraft starts only making two million dollars a minute, they'll start adding gacha style shit to it. Or Hearthstone, I think you have to buy cards, right? It's already happening. Hearthstone's sort of gacha on its own. I mean, there's like there's those like half gacha games where like. You're, you could play free-to-play, like a, a Dota or a League of Legends are kind of like this, where like you could play free-to-play, but most times people end up paying money eventually. Well, League of Legends, I thought, and I'm wrong about so many things already on the podcast, let alone in life, but I thought <laughs> League of Legends was totally free-to-play and everything was cosmetic, or is it like, are there like EXP boosts? I guess it is cosmetic, but it's, it's yeah, I guess uh... that's right. I mean, I... It's tough. I mean, that, that kind of cosmetic thing. Uh, so this is where, where I kind of fall with this, because I, I, I hear a lot of what you're saying, and I actually agree with all of it. Um, I wasn't going to tell you any of those things you told me not to tell you, so I feel really good about that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wonder if there's something about gacha games that when they're on the phone, they're okay, because usually you're playing them um, on the subway or when you're sitting around waiting for a meeting or like in a car or whatever, like you're playing them when you're not doing anything else anyway. Um, and so the boredom is sort of built into the boredom you're already feeling, but they are like, as a genre, it feels like quite boring. Um, because like the, the upgrades, upgrades always can like move the pace of the game along, but also sort of like meld into this cosmetic sort of thing. So like all these games feel like something you could play for free. There's always that kind of lore of saying like, yeah, like if you wanted to, you could play this for free. 
But it's just kind of awful to play any sort of those, any of those games for free. And it's funny that Fortnite does the same thing because, still, of course, like if you pay money up top, you don't want to pay more in the in the game itself. Well, Fortnite as well has really fucked up the gacha formula because the other gacha games you play usually they they all have a, they have a pretty decent formula, which is it isn't so much they gate you. They don't just you don't just get to a bit and it's like, hey, we need money. It's hey, you could speed up what you're doing. You, what right. you're naturally doing, you could speed up, you could do it faster. And if it's an enjoyable mechanic, people pay that money. I've done it, I think, like, Jetpack Joyride or one of that shit, which is not really gacha, but nevertheless, it's usually, like, enabling things that are fun further. And then eventually, when you get to the quote-unquote endgame of sent gacha, you are required to do it. Then there are the... But the thing is, most of these games have enjoyable mechanics. They have something that's inherently addictive. Something you're like, oh shit, that, that kind of fucking works for me. I like this. But Fortnite's weird in that it's just, I don't know how people are playing it. It's so boring. And just there's this resource mechanic mm -hmm. in it where your bullets run out and then you have to just smash up car. There's You have to get resources for everything. And you smash up a car and you get nuts and bolts, which you can slowly turn into bullets, which you can then shoot out of a gun into a zombie so that you can smash another gun. It's just, it's boring to say out loud, and even more utterly, insufferably boring in person. And I don't mean in person, that's what I do in real life, it's actually a lot of fun, but in the game, it's just incredibly <laughs> fucking dull. And I have people extolling the benefits of this system. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, it really makes you think about every bullet you shoot. No, it fucking doesn't. The whole game's mechanic is basically everything you do ends up with you back-to-back -back with two other dipshits called, like, XXX Turd Nugget 6420 And you don't speak to them <laughs> because you don't want to, because I don't want to. And you right. just... For like yeah, why would you? There was one where I was playing it, I think yesterday it was at seven and a half minutes of this ring of fire event shooting the same three zombies and it's got this weird plants versus zombies style design it's just fucking dull i don't and and that they have the temerity to sell it as a full price game but also have a constant banner of early release it's just it's, it's sickening. I want like the FTC to fuck them up or something. That would be brilliant because they deserve it. It's like it's a grotesque game. The more I speak about it, the angrier I get. Are you gonna put more hours in really at this point, or are you are you actually gonna like uninstall it? I think it, now? it might end up like Destiny did for me, where I played it at first. I had a just generally annoyed reaction with it, and then in like a year, maybe it will be good. But Destiny actually got very good. And Destiny improved with friends because it was smaller, there were different tactics, and Bungie actually listened. It just took them until literally the end of Destiny to listen. And then Destiny 2 came out and they didn't listen to anything again. I just assume that there's some sort of like Men in Black situation going on there. Where they just forget everything. Yeah, I mean, or yeah, they just fired everyone from the first game and hired new people. Um yeah, it's you know it's interesting because like the the way you're describing it and and it it reminds me of the way you were talking about MMOs before, um and, and reviewing MMOs. I I've told the story in the podcast before, but uh, a friend of mine used to be really into Eve Online, and the way he described it made it sound so unappealing. But he would do it every night. He'd go in and he said, "Yeah, just like basically, it's like working a second job. I have to clock into my shift at like my Eve Corporation and." mine for stuff so the corporation doesn't go out of business and i was like this sounds awful but it's a massively successful game i mean there are these like really troubling um elements to games that are ostensibly boring like like work like you know just doing micro tasks to make a macro task and then repeating them over and over and over again but that are also like massively successful i i guess like the question i'd ask there is how do you see this trend? So you've already sort of laid out this trend is scary because you get like a, a gotcha-ing of all major releases. But just in terms of like the boredom factor or the, the listlessness factor or what you see in Fortnite, do you see that infecting other games yes. as well or, or has it already? So here's the predicted shift. Because the problem with any kind of very microtransaction base, it, it's also... I worry about it reaching the consoles for a reason I'll get to in a second. 
But you may remember a company called Zynga and Farmville. What Farmville did was Farmville built, built itself on the EverQuest-style EXP system, but very much normalized it. And it was fun. A lot of people got into it. Some people got too into it. They became what are now known as whales. This idea of making fun of large people. No, it's about these people who would spend thousands on these games <laughs> and what have you. So those died out. They didn't completely die out, but they, they stopped being this darling of the valley. What a surprise, the valley called one badly. So that didn't work because they were playing on these very simple... I'm not. I'm no science man. Endorphin rush. I don't fucking know. It makes you happy when you do the thing. It's like jacking off. Exactly. No, just that's right. Yeah, that. you just get it. It's like a. It's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get some chemicals. Get the brain right. smart chemical, and you feel good in the brain. Yeah. And the problem is that it's repetitive. However, it was repetitive and also didn't have a particularly visceral reaction. So you were basically betting on the investment of time in the game to keep them there, like any good addiction. Just leaving is difficult. So mm -hmm. that died or at least severely pulled back because basically you can't make a company entirely based on Farmville remade and Dine Dash or what have you. However, the gacha games have done well because they usually are built, they worked out they need to actually get decent game companies in. So they've built them on this thing where like you like the progression, the progression is meaningful. There are there are certain endpoints to these games. And so you're in this situation when the free to play MMOs came out. Now they were very popular in Asia for a long time, longer than World of Warcraft existed, I believe. I can barely remember. I I played so many of them, my brain is just soup. But Maple Maple Story Maple and Story, stuff like that and beyond uh, that, what else? three D ones as well. But nevertheless, eventually Turbine, which got acquired yeah, sure. by Warner Brothers, I believe, turned Dungeons and Dragons Online into that kind of game, then did the same with Lord of the Rings Online, and now that began the FTP games. And some bright spark sat there okay. and went, maybe we can do that elsewhere. Maybe people won't pay for the game, but they'll like the mechanics and invest enough time in the mechanics, and they'll just, you know, they'll put five bucks in the machine, and or they'll get something out, and they get stronger, but they want to be stronger than that. And the progression begins. Now, Fortnite, I don't actually believe is addictive mm. enough to last that. I don't think it's a good enough game. I just don't. I think it may die. Okay. But, that's because Epic's making it. I think Epic lost their, I think they've lost their touch. What worries me is someone will see how much play Fortnite's getting, how much press Fortnite's getting and go, you know what? I can never go at that, but I'm a good developer. Like Blizzard. What if Blizzard does a gacha game? Exactly. Instantly hit, because Blizzard could just release a shit in a box, and people would like, be talking about how everyone needs to box turds now. But, also, Blizzard has a very... There's a reason why every Blizzard game, even if you don't particularly like it, is kind of impressive. You go, oh, it's every... That everything right. is just so well done. Even the... Uh, I remember... It's the Pixar formula. Everything, everything sort of contained and considered. Yeah, except Pixar also made yeah. Inside Out, which fucking sucked. That <laughs> was base emotional. But your your point is salient, though. And so if Blizzard does that, what about Activision? Activision aren't shit. Also, Activision hmm. owns Blizzard, funnily enough. I suppose I kind of double up there. But it won't be long before... I don't think you'll see the big, the big three doing it. I don't think you'll see first-party studios doing it. Just because... They, I think they piss away all goodwill. But major third-party studios very easily could begin doing gacha shit. It doesn't take a vast differentiation of the formula. The next Call of Duty mm -hmm. could have Heroes. It's the same formula as Dota. And I, actually, maybe you do pay for Heroes in, in uh, League of Legends. I forget. But the point is, this is a scary beginning. It's scary. Bringing it into... It was already on phones, but phones were kind of gated. Once it gets into a console, someone's going to see that go well. They'll play Fortnite and go, Ah, oh, yeah, that's alright. And the fact that they're doing... What, this limited release or early release shit means that they're kind of playing with it too. They're not just testing the game. Even though all the menus are like HTML, it's really shitty. But 
I feel like they're testing what makes them money. And that's terrifying. It's this weird... It's also... And this is extre extremely politics voice. There's a terrifying capitalistic element. I realize we're playing this on, like, a TV that was bought with money. Internet connection. Faster internet connection means you're better at the right. game. Whatever, whatever, whatever. But the terrifying part isn't so much that. It's this idea that it will be those who have money who do well at certain games. And if that becomes the commonplace thing, that's fucking terrifying. And I don't even mean competitive games. I mean just any games. If progression in a game is gated not by DLC, people get up in arms about DLC, this is way more terrifying yeah. than DLC to me. This is, this is the formula that will actually bankrupt some people, but also just, weirdly enough, turn games into a class issue fuck we should have you on more often you're like you're a really good counterpoint to my sort of like pollyanna smiley stuff this is like this is good yeah, i'm i'm about the opposite of that this is great no it's just perfect uh, no and it's it's but like that's so interesting because you know on one level you're talking dlc and i think that would be the immediate thought the immediate counterpoint which would be like yeah you know like these gotcha games already do something that we that we see all the time, which is, oh, like, you know, you got to pay this to get this extra plot line, or you have to pay this to get this extra other thing. It's just about paying money. And I think what you're keying in on is actually, it's not just about playing money. It's about this, this nefarious or this sort of, like, weirdly quiet intrusion of the metagame into every game that's played. And not that metagame is always bad. I mean, there are, there's all sorts of ways to understand how the metagame of something works. Like, you know... If you're good at playing Overwatch, that's one thing. But if you like, if you're competitive at playing Overwatch, you know like how to play people who are playing Overwatch. Like it's just another realm of abstraction. But like games that are free to play often have this like entry point where if you're not reading a hundred-page article about them to start off with, you're like you're not going to be able to get past the first level. People have already thought about it and written articles on it, and it becomes like it's not a game. It's like a, it is like sort of this buy-in of sorts like within a human capital with an actual capital it's very strange it's terrifying to me and it's just something that i can i i want fortnite to fail because i don't want it to become a thing free to play games <laughs> already destroyed the app store they already are yeah they are the reason they are literally the reason that the app store sucks shit they are the fucking reason why people can't buy Monument Valley. Like, people wouldn't pay, like, two bucks for, like, more levels of Monument Valley, I think it was. I never liked the fucking game, but other mm -hmm. people did. And it's just this... I never played it. It was just this puzzle game, and I fucking hated it. But lots of people loved it, and the truth <laughs> is, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And... But no one will pay for it. No one will pay for it. People are mad that they pay like ten bucks, and I mean, it's just I don't know. I feel as if I feel as if there is something terrifying about just all of this, this world in which everything is. I, I, maybe I'm going too far. Maybe I'm just assuming it because the other thing I wanted to talk about was that there should be more single player games. The reason that they're on is people stick around longer with multiplayer games, despite them usually being rougher and shittier and terrible pieces of shit. I hate. They they are. I say this having loved Destiny, but that was the only multiplayer game since the MMOs I played, which really felt meaningful. And I just yeah, I was playing. So I beat Horizon a while ago. And I right. really loved Horizon. I thought Horizon was beautiful, and it felt big budget, and it looked great, and I loved the 4K stuff, because I bought a 4K TV, and I want to feel... Ooh, how's it look really on 4K? Good. My TV's giant, and I'm a big piece of shit, and that's just <laughs> worth knowing. But it's... my, It was great, and then it ended. I was like, oh, it's over. No. Because... Right. I knew immediately, like, there's there's also another issue that I'll now go into, which is extending the life of single-player games is pretty much impossible with the way developers are doing it. 
And that's why I believe that these kind of quasi-single-player multiplayer games are happening, like Destiny, like Fortnite, and why gacha games are taking off. Because people want to play a game where they can play with other people. They don't really have to play with other people, but they can progress in some way. And it's also quite expensive to make good single-player games. I don't know if they're selling. Yes. But it's also this thing where by the time the DLC comes out, and they're always selling season passes, which is just so fucking... I fucking hate everything. Just shoot me. See, so... By the, they're by awful. The, I, I'm actually... I'm with you on season well, just, passes. I'm, I'm actually against DLC now because... So, for example, Final Fantasy XV, probably one of my favorite single-player games okay. of all time. So good, just I they were it had its moments where I was kinda like, this is a bit shit. But for the most part I felt like it was a magnificent game and a real return to form for Square. Now I sound like a game reviewer again. Fantastic. But it's also got all this DLC that's come out many, many months after I beat the game. And they kind of do this thing where they're like, oh yeah, well you can jump back into the game right at the point and you'll be the right level. Which has removed all experiential, all of the experiential factor of the game. It's like, I'm no longer immersed in the world. I've walked away, I've got married, I've got someone pregnant. Like, I've gone and done shit with my life. And now now you're fucking calling me, Final Fantasy XV? We broke up, it's over. And the same has happened with every other single player game. Horizon... Horizon, it very much feels done. I don't know if there's DLC to that game. Kind of hope there isn't. Because that game had a complete story. It was fun. Ironically, for what right. I'm knocking these games for, it also had an EXP system, which I actually think is great for games like that. Open world games. But Final Fantasy XV keeps coming out with these fucking episodes. I'm like, I don't want to go back in. I don't care anymore. They should. What they should be doing is... And this is problematic is they should kind of be releasing them within the first month of the game. They should they should have them ready to go. And they should release them within at least the first two months of the game because you ideally want them to either continue the story, which they literally never do, ever. Of course. Seriously, why? They're just always set pieces. They're always set pieces. In the case of Final Fantasy XV, they made the biggest mistake. They literally made them... In the middle of the game. Ugh. Like, great, let me I finished the game, now let me go back to the fucking middle. So that I can feel all... Yeah, which I forget all the, I, all the relationships and... Well, ugh, just, even awful. if you remember them, it's just your vague, and in my case, quite damaged memory. Of just, why are, like, why am I back here? Like, what, like Far I think Far Cry did it as well. Which is f maybe fine, but it's just... DLC is an idea, I get it, make money, but continue the game. Continue the game, plan out the game. And the problem is that costs money and time and very few yeah. times. And even look at Max, Mass Effect Andromeda, they didn't even fucking finish the, the main game. Or even like half the main game. Right. In fact, no, I don't I'm even not... think that game is finished. I, I, I'm actually surprised that people found an ending. Like they didn't just walk over and just fall <laughs> off the fucking map. <laughs> it just yeah they just walked into an empty empty room or it just uh, is returned to his own glitched planet. out and there was a bunch of code yeah right. <laughs> no it's 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 like it reminds me of the i was talking to someone it's a, it's one one that probably will be out by the time i put this up but maybe not the um about basically seasons in or, or new events in uh mmos and the ways in which like how those operate like you know they they basically lead you to say like okay look this season happened in the mmo i'm like i'm able to uh i'm able to come back my guild's gonna get together we're gonna like we've been you know raiding these other places but now we can do this new thing there's like all sorts of uh reasons that you'd want to be the first person to kill the new boss or the first person to uncover etc cetera, etc cetera, right like there's all sorts of reasons people get back into mmos that way but those like as you sort of hinted at with fortnite those social relationships just can't be there in most single player games. Like you don't actually have a relationship with the game in the same way you would with an MMO yeah. naturally. Like that sounds stupid to say out loud, but these DLCs are, are attempting to emulate that. And it's just, it, it feels, you're right. It feels very artificial feels and very like pointless. It feels like a nasty, yeah. like these season passes are inherently nasty. And the worst was Doom. My One of my favorite games of the last few years was Doom. Oh yeah! How yep, dare yep, yep. they, sir? Have you no dignity, sir? 
I'm Jeff Gamesman, and I have some opinions. But Doom was probably the most fun single-player game, just fun, just raw fun. And they're like, ah, we're oh, doing, the best. we're doing so some, good. we're doing some extra content. I'm like, yay, great! It's for the multiplayer. Fuck. I love Doom because it wasn't that complex. How hard would it be for you to make more? It's not like there's a complex story you need to build on top. The Hell Man was found in the Hell Box, and these guys wanted to get energy from Hell, so they made more Hell using the Hell energy, and the man was in the box because he went into Hell before. There's not that much to build the story around because the Hell Badass is out the box now, and he's still in Hell, and it ends, spoiler alert, with him like being stuck in Hell still. And it could have just been more shooting of the hell shit. It's not that hard. You would have made plenty of money. Everyone loved it. I heard nobody enjoying the multiplayer of Doom. I just heard everyone enjoying the single player. And if Everyone hated the multiplayer in Doom. The few whispers I've heard about it. And like you're right, like almost no one talks about it. The few things I've heard, people just say it's awful. It's broken. I it's no if fun. It's just cheaper and easier to make multiplayer games. Or it's like West it's like the Westworld effect. Where if you leave enough holes in a game, people will inject meaning. I, yeah, I think it's. I think you're right uh, in saying it's a profit motive, because like, or a function of profit, because you're basically just hoping that you. You're basically hoping it's the Overwatch Battleborn problem, where like Overwatch and Battleborn come out, and both of those, both of the companies who make Overwatch and Battleborn know that only one of them is gonna. And you know, only one of really those take companies off. is Blizzard. They're too similar, as well, so they just like Blizzard. Blizzard doesn't care. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, they they were they were making a pretty easy bet there. But like, if you make a game like Overwatch or if you make a multiplayer game that does take off, you have a base there for yeah. years. Like, you know, it's been it's the year anniversary of Overwatch was a little while ago, and people are no still playing the hell out of that game. Well, and it's like, I just uh, it it gets fatigued. I love Overwatch actually, but like, I love playing about an hour and a half of Overwatch <laughs> and then stopping. That sounds right. And then. And then not playing again for like several months. <laughs> but people, I mean, people get really into it. And like, if you get yeah. people really into it, then they're asking their friends to buy it. They're downloading the new stuff. They're maybe buying things because there's a gotcha element in terms of the costumes and the, and the you know, the legendary skins and stuff that you can pay you know for. What I like about that though, there's mm -hmm. absolutely no change in the actual gameplay. Yeah, that's right. Based on those. And on top of that, Overwatch is just, it's a game that I feel truly is it's again the blizzard effect they know how to make accessible games really tight mechanics everything has some thought put into it i don't actually love overwatch i found it really fun i truly do look at people who play it for hours i'm like i don't know how you do this there are like <laughs> two maps i don't it, know like they all look the same maybe i'm like map racist i don't know but you might be map racist i'm map you got to come to term with this this is I, rough I, for you. I will, write, I will write it on medium. But <laughs> I at least look at Overwatch and I'm like, alright, so you can either buy these boxes or you can get them through perfectly natural play. You can even, I think, get them playing against bots. Like, that's yeah, the can. crazy thing. You can, you can play Overwatch against bots for hours. It's wonderful. It's actually great. That is a way to make a multiplayer game. Unlike Call of Duty, where every single one is... And I, it's really cliche to say it now but also 100% true you are getting teabagged by a 14 year old who can see through the matrix in the first minute who and there's an exp system because he's a he's a he's a truant he skips yeah. school so that he can like, beat you at the game all right that that is a bit much but still it's this not untrue <laughs> is still great and destiny i also felt did that quite well but we're getting a bit bit off topic from the point of yeah that it happens yeah feel like yeah it's my fault it's, no 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 it's it's the podcast fault <laughs> the single player games just don't exist i know you had felix on for your what four and a half day i think it was podcast about Metal Gear. <laughs> it was, it was short, you know short conversation you say that ours is going to be about as long i gotta tell you yeah we're already yeah. at 30 minutes so it's gonna you know we're almost there that's more of a joke at Felix's expense because uh, he and I can keep going about Metal Gear for a long time. Like you think you think the you think that the Scumbag podcast hasn't been recording? We're still recording it. 
We've been doing the same <laughs> episode for the since March. It's crazy. It's just but it's you know, it's going to become like a long form. It's like the it's like one of those yeah. season long podcasts. Except uh, the the cliffhanger is what you guys think about Metal Gear. Should I fucking shoot myself at the end? Metal <laughs> someone shoot someone? I can't remember. It's been a while. But MGS Five. I remember when that came out. I was shocked because it was just this, it had a multiplayer element, and everyone angsted over the idea of there being microtransactions in this clearly an afterthought by the company because they Hideo Kojima woke up and while eating his bacons and eggs was was saying oh, why don't we put a multiplayer game drew it on a napkin and gave it to someone and said if you don't make this I'll shoot you and they had to right. because he had their family really weird company to work for by the way but he I bet <laughs> but that game was deep that was a deep single-player game. There are fucking none of them anymore. And it's not just that they take a while to develop. Because multiplayer games take a while to develop as well. They, it's not like they're, you make them in two minutes. Well, some of them you do. Look at Fortnite. Wah, wah. But... Ooh. Oh. Zig-a-ding-a-ding-dong. Rack them. But it's not like those take a little bit of time. I guess they take less, but... Mass Effect Andromeda may be the reason that we see less of them, because there was this great Taku retrospective on the game, or maybe it wasn't retrospective, it's like a quasi-oral history investigative piece, but it was interesting because it just, it sounded like a film that had ended up being shit. Mm. Because it was just argument by committee about what the game would even be, like three years into development. And it's like, oh, this is how this ha like, this is why this game sucks. Maybe that happens with all single-player games. I don't know, but I mean, look at and then you see games like what was it, Quantum something on Xbox, Quantum. Oh, Quantum Break. Quantum Break. That one with uh. Well, that yeah. game that game was very short. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought the mechanics were fun. It rough around the edges again, but I liked it. And it also probably was quite short because they spent every penny on hiring Lance Reddick. Though I also have this yeah, theory right. that he just turns up to stuff. But then you look at great... He's in everything. Yeah, he's literally... He's like... He's the Sean Paul of acting. Remember that period of <laughs> our lives when Sean Paul was in everything? I I absolutely remember that period of our lives. That was... Uh, I, I was at a lot of dances in those times. And Sean Paul was <laughs> Sean in Paul, everything. You, you go in Starbucks. <laughs> fucking Sean Paul's there. Yeah, just on like an acoustic track. Yeah, but also serving you. <laughs> but... I don't... But... Once again, getting away from the point and stuttering like I know people are going to give me shit about. I just don't totally... Un Maybe they don't make money. I have not done the research. I will never do the research. I will assume I'm correct just by conjecture. Maybe they're more expensive to make or maybe they just don't make as much money. But good single-player games are just... Fuck it. Like, I don't know why when we find... Horizon actually being a great example as to why... We should be so excited about the idea of great single-player games. You can put scores in them. You can put emotion into them. You can do storytelling that's really deep and meaningful. Horizon had an amazing twist in it, which I will not spoil, but it was better than any other shit in Westworld. I don't know. I just hate that show so much. But it was better than a lot of prestige TV, and it was fun right. and accessible, but also quite deep. Even Far Cry 4, that game had a brilliant story it didn't it doesn't need to be every time this giant story like final fantasy 15 which also had a incredibly tortured development i don't know if anyone remembers final fantasy 13 versus it was was it final fantasy 12 versus yeah. there was like this weird game that eventually became final fantasy 15 but that game had a tortured development cycle but is atypical because it's not actually a western title and it's a final fantasy title where they have just an unlimited just an unlimited amount of money to spend on the game. Okay, that's probably not true. But yeah, of course. I mean, Square is just going to print money for the next Final Fantasy because they know they'll make it back. But it's so ridiculous, though, because we live in this age of make fun of it all you want. People fucking love Michael Bay movies. They do. They think they're great. You can do those with video games. There's this bit in Final Fantasy 15 where you're just flying around shooting fucking Leviathan. And you know what? It is terrible games. It is just, you, you hold the stick and hit a button. But I was like, whoo, hell yeah! Hell yeah, like tearing my shirt off, like, honking and hooting myself ragged. Because it was brilliant. It looked, it was crazy and immersive. And you know what? You can do that. You can make, if they're afraid that fucking what they think are dumb people 
can't take these games. They're fucking stupid. They could make big blockbuster games and people would fucking eat them up. In my opinion, there's this part in uh, in uh, in actually one of my favorite single player games recently uh, in uh, uh, Near Automata, uh, which I've been working my way through. In like I, I forget which ending it's in. It's a weird game, but like it is a heady game, and there's a lot of weirdness in it, and the aesthetic is super off-putting and weird, and you know not Western at all. But there's this part where basically your your character hacks into this giant robot and fights this other giant robot, yeah. uh, just like trading blows yeah it, it's it's the worst as you say like with leviathan it's the worst gameplay of the entire game it's just like platinum basically was like yeah let's just include this let's like not work Fuck on the it. mechanics yeah, here at all throw it in there but it it was so good like i just wanted to yell the whole time well, it was awesome and actually like, just like it sounds, throw that in there it sounds people exactly will play it. like the leviathan bit so that's spoiling what happens yeah. in the game and this is also going back to my great it's actually a guy called michael parks He's uh, Michael Marks, sorry. He's uh, at Cuffpaste on Twitter. Great games guy, terrible person, horrible guy. Hope you listen, buddy. But he um, <laughs> he, had this, he has this theory about the Doctor Who theme. He's like, you could zoom in on a turd for just a five-minute shot, but if you play the Doctor Who theme afterwards, everyone's like, hell yeah, I'm ready. Get me in there. <laughs> and then there's this one song that they play during it. This is extremely nerd's voice time called Apocalyptus Noctis. And they put it in the end credits of the Kingsglaive movie. They did a movie for Final Fantasy XV for Ooh. some reason. And it's just, you're like, you hear it, and you're doing this incredibly simple gameplay. You're just like, fuck you, yeah, fuck you, motherfucker, fucking water snake, motherfucker. You're just screaming at the screen, and your wife <laughs> walks in, you're like, stupid asshole. Love you, bye. But <laughs> it's this game where everything... Like everything, anytime they want you back in a boss battle, they play that shit and you fall for it like a sucker every time because it's wonderful. And more games need that kind of. It doesn't have to be amazing. I don't know why they think. Well, maybe they just. Well, I mean, if you want, look at Mass Effect Andromeda, you can just see. I, for a, such a tortured game, it feels so for, fucking phoned in. But it's really easy yeah. to do exactly the same tricks with music and characters that you do in TV and movies in these fucking games. Look at the Fast and Furious movies. Well, they remembered that back in the in the 90s they did that. I mean, that's like, think about like Final Fantasy 7 yeah. or like Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 or whatever you want to call it. Like all those games, Chrono Trigger, they cue in with music. In fact, the Final Fantasy games are great at that. But even in Horizon, they do it as well. But even in Quantum Break... They kind of fuck with you a bit, and good guys are bad guys, and they have good acting, and you're engaged with the story, and it wasn't perfect by any means. Did I enjoy it? Hell fucking yeah, I enjoyed it. And What's like the, the Fahrenheit game? Is, is Quantum Break related to the Fahrenheit games? So. The, the, it, was, oh. it was a very loose, yeah, but you... loosely written time plot, so it okay. was barely related to itself by the end. But like those games, I can't remember what they're actually called uh, in the States, but they're like Fahrenheit something. Um they were these they were these weird games with strange mechanics lots of like they were single player games i'm sure you played them i'm, I'm totally embarrassed that i'm blanking on it but it's the same people who did uh, heavy rain oh god um oh, god. yeah but I'm in any case games. goodbye these games that were... oh sorry jason <laughs> i never played oh, heavy rain i've heard it's awful don't, but uh sorry. don't get me on this Just don't, don't get me started no i won't get you on the topic now. i won't i won't but it's it's you know that that game the the fahrenheit games are like they're so good because they're not perfect. They're clearly not complete. There's a lot more they clearly wanted to do, but they're a single player game that tries a lot and like gets you into it. And like, it's it, I think you're right. Like that's really on some level, this elemental oh, thing that I want. And I clearly you want in a video Mass game. Effect worked. Remember when Mass, the Mass Effect games yeah. were good? It wasn't yes. that long ago. I realized <laughs> that people who made Mass no, Effect I remember. Andromeda forgot. Thanks, yeah, enjoy your $60, you bastards. It's, like, that game was just, Mass Effect 1, you immediately, give it an hour, you were immediately like, hell yeah, I actually want to back these people. You meet these characters, and they're not fucking yep. complex. You don't need, you got the big guy, you got the lady. She has issues with... Because she's in a masculine world. It's tropes on shows that have been done again and again. But you do them well. And you do them... Getting back to mechanics. But with mechanics of storylines. You do the fucking mechanics properly. 
it's great. Horizon does it. Mass Effect does it. Final Fantasy XV, they do it too. It was actually quite a Western Japanese game. It's basically a large road trip. And you build up this thing where there's actually one character called Prompto. Like Brumpo Tungus or something, I don't know. But he's he's annoying the whole <laughs> game. And everyone complains about him, but everyone kind of liked him. Even in the story. And they do and they explain why, kind of, it's actually one of the weaker parts. But still... He's a, but they're all like, there's Gladios, the big guy, Noctis, the, the moody bad boy. And you've got Prompto, the annoying shithead, and Ingus, the prick. And it, and it's just, they're, they're very simple. That's why storytelling, Yeah. I'm not going to try and get two hero with a thousand faces here, but come on. You don't need to write this ultra deep storyline where everything is interwoven and it's so up its own arsehole that it doesn't actually tell a story. You could, for example, do one based on a 70s or 80s movie about a cowboy-themed theme park where people can go and the robots like humans, but then you make it in real life and you actually don't tell a story and you get some of the worst actors possible. But that's just an example. Wait, hang on. Don't, don't give it all away for free. This is going to be important prestige TV. If only we can come uh, up with a name. <laughs> Just Western West, planet. West place. The West Wing. <laughs> the West Wing. That's it. Oh my god. Completely there you go. No, yep. I want Aaron Boom. Sorkin to fucking write a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Just a bunch of walk and talk? No, a but a fantasy one. Like, yeah, right. Final Fantasy 9. Or I want him to make a show out of Final Fantasy 10. Oh, fuck. I want him to I want him to do a modern remake of Final Fantasy VIII where most of it just takes place in those bizarre <laughs> schools that they never actually explained. Yeah, I was <laughs> trying to explain the whole thing where they all had met before, but they forgot. Actually sounds like an Aaron Sorkin plot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, do, we know good. each other already. And, like, Renoa tries to talk, and he's like, shut up, you dumb bitch. Because every, every woman is stupid when Aaron Sorkin writes them. Actually, right. I take it back. Aaron Sorkin may write a Call of Duty game, and I'm fucking there. They already put Frank cards in a Call of Duty game. Aaron Sorkin has the right one. No way, really? Yeah, Kevin Spacey was <laughs> basically playing Frank. I didn't know that. As, oh god, it's like Call of Duty Infinite War, and it's in like 2050, and oh god, I can't believe I'm going to say this because of what's going on in politics at the moment. Politics is back, baby. Oh, but he it's like, <laughs> we're at war with North Korea, but we're not because private military companies have taken over everything. It doesn't make any sense why. It's actually incredibly dull. But he's Frank Cards as the head of this military company called, like, Arcturus, because they all have the same name. Like, yeah, right. They all just got it from, like, watching a 1970s like, Bond movie. Open up a fucking book of Greek words and just choose one of them. <laughs> And Pharmacon. he's pretty much Frank Cards. He's like, ah, war is like a hog in barbecue sauce. I eat it. Or some <laughs> shit. Like, he's, every piece of dialogue is tortured garbage. It's like, we're in a new world now, boy. Nice. And it's just so bad. Aaron Sorkin is going to write a war game. I, I'm so excited. I'm so, that will be the only game I stream. And at the end, I just shoot myself in the head. Not actually going to do that. Please don't call the authorities. But... Well, no, that real Bud Dwyer situation. Chrisman from Chapo. Oh no! I, yeah, that game can't come out, or Matt will just. Oh, I don't. I, don't, I, I shudder to think. <laughs> the fucking news, but we, we are. That's, that's yeah, our future, it, though. That's going to happen. Aaron Sorkin's going to write a video. Yeah. Well, I like. I so like. I think there, there's two things that I'm that I really like what you're saying, and like. The one is, it seems like people sort of miss the point of, when you describe Metal Gear Solid 5, I think a lot of the reason all these tortured plots are happening is because of Metal Gear Solid 2 and on. Um, and of course, Metal Gear Solid is, is this way too, but 2 was really the one that kind of like lit the candle on the whole thing, on the whole like big story. Um, but like, there's this way in which Kojima has these massive storylines, but they're all caught up in very accessible and enjoyable and like emotively resonant um uh, uh gameplay and like that that's not in any of the complicated stories that don't work video games no, and then like on the other hand Kojima. i do not for a second believe that i think they are absolutely the full you don't think they're trying to replicate lost. that 
It's the Lost, oh, it's the Lost interesting. of the Matrix. It's these movies. It's these movies. The these these movies and TV shows that built up these circular plots where clearly they've written one season, but their families are captured during the success of said season, and then they can't have them back until they write a hundred more episodes. And right, it's really fucking weird. But I think the Matrix was what began the prequel system. But I also think it began the complex hmm. twisting plot system. I don't think anyone was copying Metal Gear, especially not Metal Gear Solid 2, which I think was a great game that a lot of people hated for no reason. I think it was just... Hmm. I don't know, I can't even think of many games that have that complex a plot. I mean, maybe other outside of the Final Fantasy games and the... Final Fantasy games and the Hideo Kojima games, and I guess like every JRPG, pretty much. They usually don't. Just yeah. all of like all the Call of Duty games have the same story, where basically slowly but surely the Call of Duty games, I think, are going to have to go back in time. I don't mean also the incredibly <laughs> hilarious fact that they're making a World War Two Call of Duty, and they're like it's new, despite that being the first Call of Duty game. I. I think naturally the next Call of Duty game has to have a time machine and they just go back to the present day. Just because at this point they're gonna have, in like 10 years there's gonna be like Call of Duty 3000 and you're using, it's basically PsyOps. <laughs> or like, what was that game where you had like the Psy, you were like, it was Psy something, Psycraft or... Yeah, no, I think it was PsyOps. I, I think you're right. Yeah. That's, oh. Do you know the one? I know the game you're talking about. I was just thinking about the other day. Again, um, but that's the thing. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. We've suddenly got the technology readily accessible to make incredibly cinematic single player experiences. So we are predominantly getting not single player experiences that are multiplayer. And then they're thinking about, now, how do we build a multiplayer story? And the answer is you can't and stop trying. That won't fucking stop them. Yeah, right. But I don't even know. Like, just. For for the sake of for the sake of argument, I'm gonna just load up fucking load up fucking uh games on Metacritic, the best place to find the new games. And there is Lawbreakers, there whatever you go. the fuck that is. Multiplayer game. <laughs> By Cliff Blazinski. The newest it's Ninja Theory, closed window. Because fuck Ninja Theory <laughs> and their fucking Oh yeah, sorry, I remember the last game that had a plot that I played that wasn't one I liked. Fucking Wolfenstein. Holocaust Denial Simulator. It really does. That entire game plays <laughs> the Holocaust. It pretty much does not talk about the Holocaust. Don't believe it says it says Hitler once. It's like ten years after World War Two apparently ended. But anyway, Holocaust yeah. Denial Simulator, which of course they need to make a single uh, sequel to because I have no fucking idea, and that's someone who lost people in the Holocaust. Fuck you guys. But yep. Cave Story Plus. Great. And Injustice Two, which actually had a fun storyline, but whatever it's a fighting game right so that's the thing like new game releases are pretty much all not single player games fortnite crash bandicoot great self-harm is bad pyre is a party-based rpg from the creators of bastion and transistor lead your band of x oh fuck i think that's a single player game but it's by the bastion and transistor people, people. like it yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like you get you get the indie people, right? And like in your in your vision of the world where like the Fortnite version takes off and that populates single player games as opposed to say that populates no, I'm sorry, that populates multiplayer games and like console games, not just phone games. Then all you have is that or bloated um first person games that just don't actually tell a story and that forces every indie game maker out of there like there's a place for like a metroidvania game or like a like a you know a jrpg or like pyre like a sort of like weirdo experimental bastion style yeah, bastion game was great and then you saw what happened when the experiment and they made transistor so i can't have nice things sorry people yeah. like that game didn't they whoops <laughs> oh you can it's okay but no i mean like but that's but that's something where like that kind of stuff happens like people yeah. try and tell interesting stories or stories that work or whatever but you get that if you if you sort of look forward to that future that you're talking about there's almost no place for that 
kind of video game that just falls off the face of the earth and you're gonna get you're gonna get like destiny style except destiny does it all right but again that's bungie they haven't they, what they're putting 500 million dollars into this series yeah bungie's gonna be the, the never gonna be the rule they're gonna be the exception yeah but like they're making the kind of game i'm worried about but with add some sort of gacha gun element to it bam mm -hmm. that's it because that's the kind of single multiplayer there is a single player campaign it's cool and all. You're going to need to complete the story, though. You're going to need friends. And it's not just that I'm a friendless dirtbag who generally pushes everyone away with their terrible personality, but it's sometimes I just don't want to fucking talk to anyone. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't. I want to play a game. But I just want the game in front of me. I want the game to tell a story. And if it's not going to tell a story, it's probably a sports game. And even then, they're actually... They're like kind of adding story elements to those, which is fun and short-lived. Yeah. It'll end, and it's just there's more story in like the latest MLB game than there is in most other games. More more than in fucking Fortnite, which and just to just to go full circle so that I can die. <laughs> Fortnite also does this thing which I really hate. I hate toy shit. I really right. hate Twitch and gaming. It started with Borderlands. It was kind of cute. Because Borderlands, they brought it full circle back to like Mad Max style horror. But like Plants vs. Zombie style twee, like cutesy, but oh, the zombies, oh, it's scary. Fortnite is based on this idea that a big storm just happens and they're kind of hinting at the idea that there might be some sort of people who saw it coming and didn't do anything and whatever. But it's such a, it's a meandering story, and it's also got this, it's got, it's literally just like they played the first Borderlands and went, oh, Claptrap was kind of funny, let's do that, but even worse. <laughs> and so the first person you meet is, is it's a robot, and there's like two other robots, it's like, I really trust your chances, and the other robot goes, eh, eh. it's like fucking Flintstones Ugh. level humor, written with none of the class and grandeur of Hanna-Barbera. But it's, and it's just insulting, because it's, not you know be on original would be good like i've said repeatedly too repeatedly and i apologize about this there are tropes that work there are things that work but don't do them to the point that they're not i don't know tropes maybe i'm mis misusing my social no, that's right that's storytelling right shit but don't mistake a tr like someone else's idea for a trope like mm -hmm. that's just what claptrap was claptrap was the the lying robot, the kind of... And he was vaguely stolen from, I guess, the 790 from Lex. But I and three other people watch their show, so it's okay. But also, <laughs> Claptrap was just there and was just kind of on the side. He wasn't your main point of contact that you constantly hear from. And he's your only storytelling. That's all yeah. that's in Fortnite. It isn't that... I just refuse to believe it's that difficult to tell an interesting enough story... And to press those buttons, it really isn't. I just don't know why people are making it so difficult or whether just single-player gaming is dead because it doesn't make enough money. Maybe it's just expensive to make games. Maybe it's just too expensive to make single-player games based on what looks... Maybe Mass Effect Andromeda is what happens. I mean, look at mm -hmm. Nice Republic 2. The moment you start getting infighting, just everything just goes to turd hell. And But it can't, it can't possibly be that simple, because you got... I mean, we just, we just talked about Horizon, which is, like, a beautiful and successful first-person game. And one of only a few in the past decade. Mm. I mean, it's unbelievable how rare these fucking games are. You've got the Uncharted series. Quantum Break I'd put in that... It wasn't the best but it was like watching a tv show to the point they actually made a tv show for some reason didn't watch it sorry guys um but <laughs> it was like watching and playing a tv show and there was something quite cool about that hitman they've done episodes and that yeah. was quite a good idea i don't like the hitman series but i appreciate the idea it was executed well and i actually didn't get to this it's a good point to close off on because i will get too angry there's the other thing we haven't mentioned which is this lazy fucking licensing shit that we're seeing from companies like Telltale, who I used to respect. Yes, yes. Every, the only story games we get now. I remember when I saw the name, Minecraft Story Mode, and I went, oh, that would actually make me play Minecraft. Nope, it's a fucking point and click. 
I played fucking Oh, Discord. that game looks miserable. Oh, no, but don't worry. If you think that looks miserable, I guarantee all the rest are Batman fucking click and point action simulator and minecraft story mode and fucking game of thrones give us money please and walking dead who gives a shit someone's gonna die anyway all of these games are just the, i i maybe the stories are good you know i haven't played them i don't care if you're mad i really don't care at all you will not be the first person to be mad at my complete lack of research you will not be the last i pray for death i've I've only played I've only played the Game of Thrones one briefly because it was free on the phone, and uh, I didn't I didn't like it. Oh, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy one as well. Just in case you were excited about the idea of a Guardians of the Galaxy game, and then you bought that, you're like, oh great, a comic, a comic I have to <laughs> click buttons to read, and it's even worse than Comicsology. And that's the thing. It's just Telltale has apparently become just this licensing machine they're like the fucking funko pops of gaming actually, yeah that's pretty good i should i should, I should that's a, that's a good analogy actually I should write a blog uh online let me just let me just get on that but i just i don't really weep because i i stopped crying years ago because too much happened but i just don't remember the last time i mean horizon yeah i got excited for that that was fun I don't remember the last time, other than that, I played a single-player game. Maybe, you know what, Shadow of Mordor? And that was because I, okay. I'm addicted to open-world games and they're fun. The storyline that was pretty good if you like your Lord of the Rings elf shit. But I, I didn't like Nier Automata, by the way. I just couldn't get into it. But that's, that's fine. Right. I'm wrong all the time. Like, for like a solid I think, hour. honestly... I think it's a great game, but I also think it's it's very particular. Yeah. Like Yoko Taro, the guy who made it, just did like a ton of. He took a lot of chances, so I don't I don't ever begrudge anyone if they don't like it. To be fair, I played um, all of the Sword Art Online game. That possibly mm -hmm. makes me a sex offender. I don't know. I need to check with the lawyer. <laughs> but I think I think you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's bad. In certain but states. But that was a single-player <laughs> game with like depth to it, and then everyone's like, "Well, there's a classic argument." I think this is where we can wrap up because I know exactly the argument to everything we've been saying. Everyone's going to respond with the same fucking thing. Um, eh, eh, pushing the pushing the glasses up, even though none of them have glasses and they're probably like better looking than I am. Um, actually, Skyrim, Fallout, Fallout Four, I think fucking just infuriated me because Fallout Three was great, but the whole problem with Skyrim, as an example, is big studio. Did you play Morrowind? Yeah. That shit was not... That was a great game. I loved it, but it was not... It was rough around the edges. All these games are rough around the edges and forgiven for that. And on top of that, the storylines are terrible. They're all bad. They're all like miniature TV episodes, but that's quite fun because it's like playing Hercules. And Fallout 4 sucked because you constantly were getting someone telephoning you that your house was on fire and some dipshit <laughs> that was yelling that the mutants were attacking. And they, ha they all have guns. You gave them guns. Hey, yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Those are like the lauded upon single player games. And it's more, it's more given meaning to games. It reminds me of the horrible, horrible new games journalism thing that happened, what, early 2000s? Maybe mid 2000s where it was all about experience. Those games, I think, are actually oh. wonderful. And I think it... I think that's actually how what Minecraft grew out of. This idea of like building your world is yours. They're not really an example of a good single player formula though. I just want them to do some storytelling. Is it too much to ask? Yes, it is, by the way. It is. That's the answer. It's too much to ask. Yeah, that can be the conclusion. It's too much to ask. Anyway, thank you everyone. Oof. Sorry. I just I have I have no, some it's <laughs> Well, uh, so I, I see our hours up. Uh, you can talk to the, the uh, receptionist. We'll get your insurance through to, to bill for the therapy session. Um, thank you, Mother. No, thank you, man. This was really fun. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, so let me ask you first, any, this, you know, just in case you have anything else, any last thoughts? Just look, please, if you're listening and enjoy single player games that have actual, any kind of depth, fucking keep talking about them actually tell people i realize this is really like semper games type way of doing things but i just wish that there was more demand for these games and maybe that's yeah. the issue that the, there's no you you beat it and then you move on versus in the multiplayer that has time 
And if you're a games developer and a major one listening to this, please, Christ almighty, make more storytelling games. It's okay if it's not fucking beautiful. Just make it, like, fun. There's something, there's, there's something there. I actually believe if there was Perish the Thought, more CSI Miami level storytelling. Not, not those games, they were bad. But that level of kind of cheesy single player gaming, I think it would be a very big success. Please listen. I'm sure they are. I know we we actually have some studio people listening, so maybe you'll see Bethesda put out a CSI Miami game. You never know. Oh god, what that would be the mistake, though. That would be bad. That's a walk, like on me. Like I caused that. <laughs> like that. Yeah, you'd we you, you would we could butterfly effect it back to here when everyone's yeah. like, you know, living in caves because of the Bethesda CSI Miami game. Oh, um. Well, do you have anything, uh, Ed? Thanks so much for being on. This was this was a blast. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything, anything that you're up to that you want people to know about? Uh, just follow me on Twitter if you want to. I live, I live a happy life. I don't need much. I just need your follows and your. Don't forget to like and subscribe. What is up, <laughs> YouTube? It's uh, there's. A... Please make sure to you had some good Giants pictures the other day. I liked I like your pics from the Giants game, man. There's like there's. That's just because I. Well, seeds. yeah, but you're sharing them with the world. I, I, my content sucks shit, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> People follow me online. Follow me at EdZitron on Twitter.com, the social network where racists don't get banned, but other people do. <laughs> do it. It's a good idea. Don't listen to him. All right. Thanks a lot, Ed. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thank you so All much. All right. Bye.